Hey y'all, welcome back. It's your host, Fire Chopper. I'd like to thank you for coming back and listening to an episode or for downloading your very first episode and jumping into my crazy world. Today, I will be discussing my summer reading list. Yay! But guys, it's not like, um, it's not an actual episode. It's just kind of like a snippet thingy. Well, not really a CF, a snippet. Bear with me, please. <laughs> okay, so, um, as far as long as I can remember being a child, I've always had a love of books because I technically grew up as an only child. I do have older brother and sister, but I grew up as an as only child. And my brother and sister is on my father's side, <clears throat> so I didn't know them. Um, with that being said, there were times and a lot of times where I would come home after school and I was all alone and I didn't have anything but my imagination. And then eventually... Um, a love of books through watching shows like Reading Rainbow, um, story time at school, and then eventually there would be like the book fair would come or the teacher would pass the catalog around where I would circle all the books that I wanted, the R.L. Stein books, the Babysitter Club books, like any book that I wanted and I'd bring the catalog home to my mom who, even though she was a struggling single parent, she did everything in her power to make sure that every book on the list was purchased because she knew that um, it was just something that I loved to do. And I would bring my books home, and <laughs> I would even... I, I was so... I would even um, pretend that I was te- a teacher, and I would read out loud to the class, like story time when they would do me at school. Anyway, with that being said, in grade school, and I think maybe the first year in the second year of junior high school, maybe seventh and eighth grade included, I can't remember a summer where I was not sent home with some kind of summer reading list um, from my English teacher or something, or from the English teacher that I was already scheduled to have the following school year, who um, distributed out and the guidance counselors would would, um, get them to the students, the prospective students who they knew would be in those classes. And that was never a hard feet for me or something that I could never tackle. It was always something that was fun and it was always something that I would do because most of the summer I spent with my cousins and if I wasn't with my cousins, I was alone. Fast forward to me now being a 33-year-old grown woman. I have an extensive book collection because I literally have not thrown out any book that I've ever known, not even college textbooks or notebooks or... um, I mean, a little fun fun fact about me... (laughs) Um, reading books was such a guilty pleasure of mine that I used to, I used to not return books from the library or take them out of the library without checking them out the proper way because I wanted to read the books so much. So while kids were doing all kinds of weird things, I was doing nerdy things like stealing books. Long story short, I've never stopped adding books to my collection. And within the past year and a half, I have added a few books, like more than 10. And... Some of them I've gotten to, and I've read through all the way, and others I haven't, or I've started and haven't completed. And those are the ones that I put on the list because um, it's summertime. So without further ado, here is Chapo or Fire's summer reading list for summer 2018. My first book of choice is Gone With the Wind by Margaret Mitchell. Oh, I'm holding the book in my hand right now. It is super thick. I'm talking 1,448 pages thick, but worth of like goodness, like really, really good goodness. And yes, I saw the movie. I fell in love in the movie with when I was either 11, somewhere between 11 and 13 years old. Again, it was summer. I was home. 
um, the books I had at the time, I've already ran through. (laughs) And my mom was going to work because she worked in the evening. And she said, you know, you'll be home. You'll be bored. She's like, you should watch this movie, Gone with the Wind. Um, it's really long, and she said, and, and that'll that'll keep you company, or that'll take up, you know, your time, whatever, and that'll keep you entertained. You know, she was just trying to help me out, something I would do. And by this time in my life, there's never been a movie that my mother referred to or, or, or recommended to me that was a flop. <laughs> so I, I used to, we used to sit down and watch movies together. You know, that was just something we used to do. She used to say, come watch this movie with me. Actually, a lot of the movies that she introduced me to that I love today and still love because she introduced them to me. Nowadays, like, she's just like, ah, whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, it's on, it's on. She's like, ah, I saw it, like, so many times. <laughs> she's, like, over 60, you know, she's 60 years old, over 62. So she's, she's done. She's over it. But um, I'm still loving it. But since I already fell in love with this book on the screen, um, and I mean, I fell in love with it that moment on. I was Scarlet. My mom used to always try to tell me, like, I was Scarlet. Like, this little spoiled little daisy thing on it. I'm Scarlet in ways, in many ways. As I got older, and every time I watched it, I always get something different from it. And TMC always plays it, like, every now and again. They always play the classics. And um, I watched it recently. Hey, have that ever happened to you? Like, you watch things at different points in your life. When you were younger, you got one message from it. You watch it at a different point in your life. You got this from it. Now you're watching it now. You're getting something completely different from it. Same movie. You know, the lines haven't changed, the actors haven't changed, the scenes haven't changed. It's like you've changed, and your perception or your mind has changed, so you're picking up on different things that you maybe weren't picking up on before. Um, and I said, you know what? All of these wonderful movies, and, and you'll see some of them, not all of them, but I have maybe like one more or two more that were movies that were movies that, that turned into movies because of the original novel that was written. And I said, they were... If the books were so great that they were turned into movies and the movies I saw first and I fell in love with those movies, how about I go back and revisit and, and, and what it was that they first fell in love with, which was the actual novel or the book when they were painting it um, in their heads. And as we all know, books read so much different than um, what they actually put in the silver screen and there's a lot that's cut out. So I'm not surprised that the book is this thick because the movie was super long. But as I was reading it, this is when I started to read it and I never finished it. I, I just like, I started last summer. <laughs> this is why I said it was within a year and a half I got these books. <laughs> and I started last summer, but I kept putting it down, putting it down. And it's something that um, life has distracted me with. And, but this summer, it's getting read before Labor Day. Okay. Next book on my list is The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Now, if you don't know who I can relate to, I'll tell you the character I can relate to automatically off the top. I am Seely. I am Seely. Me and you are snap apart, Mikey, Dad. Yes. I am Seely. Till you do right by me. Hey, dang, you even, you even think about it. Even you even dare or whatever. It's going to fail. And with my little crooked finger that's bent and, and long and, and tired from all the years of of, of, of slaving for master, I mean, Mr. <laughs> he might as well be master. <laughs> and his bad children. I'm silly. But I'll give you an example of what I mean. About how, like, the, they, the books start off, like, or, or from the beginning. They're automatically, you can tell from the time you start reading them how they're so much different from The Color Purple, which my mother introduced me to that movie as well. Um, all the Oprah movies where she, you know, was um, playing the old traditional Negro slave roles or oppressed roles. My mother introduced me to every single one of them. So um, I have a deep love um, for those films. With that being said, um, 
it starts off different. Like I know that I'm, I've seen it so many times. I know exactly what she says when she, when when, uh, when 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 she uh, when the film started, and it's not what she says right here. Now, on the first page of this book, the color purple, about the third paragraph down, it says, um, "He never he never had a kind word to say to me. Just say, you gonna do what your mammy wouldn't." First, he put his thing up against my hip and sort of wiggle it around. Then he grabbed hold my titties. Then he grabbed hold my titties. Because, you know, she had the, um, the, the Negro accent. Her English wasn't that good. And it says, then he pushed his thing inside my pussy. <laughs> Excuse my language, but this how the starts. And I'm like, now hell no, I done seen the color purple like 50, 11 times. And I ain't never... This is these words, titties and pussy. Excuse my language. Pudding is not in the. That's not the dialogue. What you saying? So I immediately was like, this is different, and I kept reading. And also with the color purple, of the book, I noticed that it's um really letters to God. Every every page, it's not chapters. It's just like it's like dear God. It's like letters to God, dear God, or prayers that written in letter form, dear God, dear God. And as you go on, because I, I, I uh, put a bookmark where I left off, because this book is amazing. It's like, it's like, it's almost like getting the same, the same goodness that you got in the film. I mean, I almost recommend people, if you haven't, if you've read, if you like a movie that you are absolutely like, it just took your breath away, you are floored by it. And you find out that it was a novel first, sometimes it's better to actually see it as a movie and then go read the book because it just makes it so much better. Because for some people, when they read the book first, and then they know the movie's coming out, and they're so familiar with the book and the way the book went, they kind of get a little disappointed when they see the um, edited version of the movie. Because as we know, they take out so much stuff, or they cut out so much. So it's kind of like, ah, nah, they missed this, they missed that. But because you already fell in love with the edited stuff that was cut out, when you get the book, like I'm getting it right now with these two, going with the one and the color purple, it just kind of like... It, it, it floors you because it's just so much more moving with that. It's just like it's like gravy on top of your, you know, your mashed potatoes with some butter and some salt. And uh, I am Steely. Me and you are never apart. Now, the next book. Oh, the Autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. This book, I am Malcolm. <laughs> I am I am the black sheep. Um, you know, the one that's kind of started off on the wrong path. Um, <clears throat> wasn't really... The way they were going, you never should have really amounted to anything. But at the same time, um, you were put in like a really dark hour, a dark situation where you were blessed to run across, I don't know, some good people or some just build yourself back up in a way that people couldn't imagine. Only come out with a voice or some kind of power and authority, you know, just to, you know, change the world like it literally did. Now, I'm not saying I'm changing the world and I certainly have a voice, but I'm no voice like Malcolm's. But it's just very inspiring um, the way that somebody can go from being um, a no good, nobody, nothing and turn into um, a, the, one of the most influential uh, martyrs um, of all time, you know, to the point that they have Boulevard named after him. And it's just um, one of the best movies that I've seen to date. Now, again, this is another book that I saw as a movie first with Denzel Washington and Angela Bassett. Hey, excellent. Um, only to turn around and read the book later by mistake. Now, I learned about this book when I was either a junior or a sophomore in high school, and the English teacher um, had instructed us to write an essay that was going to be maybe like three or five pages type double space on a book that we were to read on a list. So there was the list was long enough that there was enough books on the list for each student in the class and then a little bit more like just maybe like five or six seven more i don't know extra three or four extra and just so happened that i was like literally the last i procrastinated so much to pick um 
a bug. I mean, like, I looked at the list and stuff, but, you know, you're a kid. You're, you're, your mind's on other things, but then your teacher reminds you, hello, the deadline's coming. You have not picked your topic. I need to know what you're going to discuss. Please look at the list. And so I did. And um, it was the autobiography about Malcolm X by Alex Haley, one of the books. And then the other two books were something that I completely like. So I already had seen the movie. So that already, I was like, oh, Malcolm X. I'm, out of her. I'm like, all right, Malcolm X. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because... I knew I couldn't just watch the movie and write the paper off the movie. They were looking for kind of like a work cited, not really like college, but they still wanted to have some kind of references or what, you know, what page you use and stuff. So I was really definitely going to have to skim through the book. But I figured it was a topic I could relate to better and love better than the other ones. I was a little more passionate about this one. Best mistake that ever happened to me or a last minute thing that ever happened to me is to, to procrastinate like I didn't get that blessing because as I was skimming through the book, I ended up not skimming through the book. Once I got through the first page and the second page, and I, just, and I read the book, and oh my gosh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, again, it just added so much more value and meaning to me on top of the meaning and value that I already had. Like, I already had admiration and adoration for it, but I just, it just took it to a whole different level. And I read it once, but again, I read it as a, um, a child, and I think I um, looked it over again in college for inspiration because I was getting down, and you know, you got to encourage yourself so you get through midterms and things like that. But now, as a, a woman in my 30s, I'm going to be reading it again um, to see what it does for me at this point in my life. You know? Same thing, like I watched The Wizard many times in my life, and I always get different things from it. When I was young, it was just fun. You know, it was just Diana Ross and it was Michael Jackson, but then <laughs> I watched The Wiz last year, and I was like, why do I want to watch The Wiz? I was like, you already seen The Wiz. You already know what it's about. I didn't really think that, I don't know. I just felt like you're going to watch another thing that you've seen a million times before. But I threw it on anyway. And oh my gosh, all of a sudden, this time around, I was Dorothy. I wasn't just watching it as somebody from the outside looking in. I was Dorothy. I was the girl who, you know, never been past, um, you know, 125th Street. I was the one that was scared to, you know, and I'm just holding on to um, Auntie M and, 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 and my dog. And, <laughs> you know, like but have so much promise and so you know just but at the same time always helping other people and afraid but what am I afraid of and then like watching the whole journey and how she helped her friends and then they get to the wizard and of course they all find out that everything they need and I bought like a baby I just, I just that's the long story I decided to break it I broke that boo-hoo-hooing like a little baby <laughs> And all of a sudden, I was like, yes, you know, like, it's true. I got it. Oh, my gosh. It was like, so I'm getting off topic. I'm going to go read and see what this does for me um, this time around. And that is Alex Haley's. Um, and remember, Alex Haley is um, also the author of Roots. And that also was a book turned into a great film. And also Queen, um, the story of his grandmother. That was also played by Halle Berry. Oh, I know my history girl. That's the fourth book on my list and my most favorite. You know, this all mostly turned into movies, turned into books. I now that I'm looking at it, most of them. Not, not all of them, most of them. Um, the Count of Monte Cristo. Yes, right, y'all. We going back to Chateau Deef. What you know about Chateau Deef? We going back to Chateau Deef. And if you don't know who I am, I'm Edmond Dantes. That's right. We're talking about The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. And if y'all don't know, that book, hold on, where is it? That book got so many pages. This is another one of those thick books similar to... Here it is right here. Ah, 1,000. This one actually has less pages than Going With The Wind. I'm going to be really busy. I'm actually going to try to knock these two out first because I know um, the other ones... By, by the time I get to through two over 1,200, 400-page 
novels a, a little 300 you know page uh, novel is gonna be nothing to me right yeah it's 1200 and oh oh my god i want to say 250 but there's like an index behind here and let's just say it's 1250 roughly a little bit more and this book when i tell you i oh i respect the man First of all, it's not Alexander Dumbass. I done heard them jokes. So it's not. This book, this book, this book, the story about um, resilience, um, revenge, patience, um, but mostly revenge. Where did I learn about this book? Through one of these movies that I love so much and I respect so much. Sleepers. Y'all heard Y'all know Sleepers? You watch the movie Sleepers? Sleepers. And um, the young boy, the good boy. He was in the English class and he wanted a copy and he said, you know why? I like your paper. Does he said something about he liked his paper or like he liked he was he was the only one who was engaging as far as in the book and discussion. And he said, I like the count. He's like, I feel like I'm the count. He said, why? He said, because I like, you know, he, he gets revenge at the end, you know, and it was all about revenge. And they got their revenge in the end if you watch the movie Sleepers. If you ain't watch it, you better go watch it because Brad Pitt is in there. That's one. That's my Sagittarian of the animal spirit there. He's so fine. He's in there, so you should watch. And if not, I mean, and, and a couple other people. They're good. They're all great actors, though. And I, I think it was based on a true story out here at Hell's Kitchen in New York City. But my point is, I was like, dang, because I admire them so much. And I admire this story so much. I always relate to the underdog. I always. For some reason, I just I just do. I am them, and the underdogs on the long shots always have their day. It's just like I relate to Rocky Balboa. <laughs> long story short, I said, this book keeps coming up. Every time I'm reading, I say, you know what? You're a book reader. Um, the internet was getting more um, advanced. Amazon had came out. First, Amazon was just a book place. It wasn't always that Amazon was selling as many things as they're selling today and was a major mega house, warehouse, powerhouse. They used to sell books. And to this day, if you buy books for $25, just like back then, you got free shipping. So um, with things changing, I was able to order um, a copy. Actually, I accidentally ordered two copies. <laughs> I still have two copies, but it's okay because I love books. I didn't wasn't wasting money, and I didn't I, I couldn't send one back. That's how much I love books. And um, I watched the movie after I saw Sleepers, and I fell in love with the movie, and I started reading the book. But once again, life distracted me. It's a really long book. Um, I got it again. I think maybe any, a few years though, not in the, within a year and a half. This one I've had a little longer than a year and a half. I can't remember how long. But it's going to get read, and I'm going to watch the movie when I'm done, okay? All right, Edmond, hold on. I'll be right there. What's next? Huh. I wrote it down. Oh, True You, A Journey to Finding and Loving Yourself by my idol, my queen. I don't want to use the word idol. I don't like that word. I'm going to say my, the one I admire and look up to, Janet Jackson, my queen. She wrote this book, um... A few years ago this was after MJ passed and she was discussing all I mean just it was like a memoir just pouring out her heart all her insecurities the weight issues that she went through um, how she suffered from um, disorders how she you know just everything just being an open book like open blank canvas for us and um, encouraging others not just her fans but anyone who just read his book because really it's it's just it's, it's more on a human level you don't really see, you know, she skims or, or you know, um, sheds her um, iconic, legendary image to kind of become one with the reader. 
And that way you relate to her as more of a person. It's very personable. And I started to read that book. It has a lot of great pictures in it as well. A lot of good tips. And then this recipe book thing in the back that I honestly, listen, I half the stuff, I don't even know where store I'm going to find them at. So I'm not even trying to do all that. <laughs> but um, I'm inspired. And then, of course, um, she's on tour now. And then, of course, just yesterday, Joe Jackson, uh, God bless the dead. Don't, no matter what you say about the man, he gave he he really really gave the world about five to six decades worth fifth five sixty five fifty to sixty good years worth of amazing music. That's damn near timeless. Can't you can't can't say anything about that. You know, I mean, push this kids, they got there. But again, with that, I'm gonna honor her and her um, family's legacy and read that book. And not just because of that, because I had no idea he was gonna die. It's just because it was amazing. I love her so much. Anything she touches or puts out, I, I support and I get. And I never finished it. Now, this book, I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings by Maya Angelou. I never read it. And it's one that I owned. Actually, this one, is, it says right here that I took it out of the um, local, my old local um, public library. It got the stamps on it. I'm not ashamed. Uh, what are you going to do? Come get me? Now, what year was this? I don't even know. It doesn't say, but it's literally like 15, 20. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> you know, long story short, I wanted to read this because um, all the reviews and it keeps coming back up. And then, of course, she passed away and it came back up again. And when I graduated from St. John's University, the year that I graduated, her grandson actually graduated, too. So she was there. And um, again, around that time, I was wanting to read the book and couldn't. But um life and now I'm just tired like I there's a certain things you just want to cross off your list and this is like my my uh reading my bucket list for reading books that don't even make no sense it, you know <sighs> the history of jazz we're coming to a close soon don't worry guys <laughs> the history of jazz by Ted um G Oa and I'm an avid lover of jazz. Now, this book I actually got in a class in college, and it was really amazing. I love the book. They actually made us buy um, Ken Burns Jazz um, collection. It was like of two volumes. It was really expensive. So for the for the class, you had to get this book, and then that you had to get two volumes of music. Which again, these things you're complaining and college, you're like, oh my gosh, another sixty something dollars for for what do I need all these jazz uh, CDs because it was CDs at the time, wasn't? It? Oh no, there was iPods. And actually, I, I, later on, my mom gave me the gift of um, the um, of buying it for me so I could download it on iTunes for my iPad because um, it got to the point where I was slacking on things and I could listen to the songs at least because they wanted us to listen to it and break it down what they were trying to say, listen to it and break down the poetry or the um, you know, the message I was being sent, you know, through whatever jazz musician we were listening to at the time. But, of course, I became a lover of jazz. And then I've always loved Billie Holiday even before that. And I felt like I could relate to Billie Holiday. Everybody I almost love is, is like, something about them that I could relate to on a personal level or I just love their story. But 9 out of 10, I feel like I am one with them. And so Billie Holiday was on there. But I said, you can't just listen to Billie and then call yourself a jazz lover because you only listen to Billie Holiday. And... Lo and behold, the professor would say, listen to this, listen to that, listen to um, Count Basie, listen, you know, listen to everybody. And I started to fall in love with it. And so when we started to read into this book, and it's not a textbook, it's really like a book. I'm holding it right now. I said, wow, that's really deep. Not only that, um, I did studies or research on jazz. It says that it does something to the brain. It kind of does something, kind of makes you smarter, or it does something to stimulate a lot of um, good chemical 
don't quote my words but like brain waves or something just good that just um is healthy for your brain but also when i read about the history of it it's just so beautiful you know i, I mean i already know the history of hip-hop you have the history of, you know you get a decent understanding of the history of rock and roll i don't really see too many documentaries on the history of jazz or maybe i'm not looking and so because i'm a, a lover of jazz like I'd, I'd feel like a hypocrite i'd feel like a hypocrite if i didn't necessarily Respected and you know, I respect it enough to actually take the time to understand its origins so that I could really talk about something that I love now. That's on the list. And how many pages is this? I don't know why I tell you how many pages it is. Some um, 300 and well, 400 pages, 391, 92. I'm going to be reading the entire Old Testament of the King James Version, which I've done before but there's some books i haven't finished but that was just that's just a goal of mine because i'm i have a reader and that's i slacked off on that but i the the entire yeah that's what i said i know it sounds like a lot i'm not gonna lie this is an extensive list and there's about i want to say like 66 in the, in the old i want to say the 66 books in the old. um and that's not me trying to push my beliefs on anybody it's just on my list now lastly um i did get this book on um etiquette and I'm going to be reading that by Miss Emily Post. Because I just, it's just good to know. And like I said, I'm a lover of knowledge. And then there's this book uh, of literature that's filled with nothing but short stories. Um, poems from anybody from Shakespeare to um, Milton to um, John Keats to Dickinson to... I mean, everybody's in here. There's not anybody that's really not in here that was anybody in writing. Um, Langston Hughes and... There's too many people in here. And beautiful um, pictures to go with the, with the poems, essays, or, well, not really essays. Yeah, essays and letters written from people to other people. It's, it is nothing but an extensive, big literature book filled with um, nothing but classics, including plays, um, parables, anecdotes, you know, and I'm just going to go through it. And um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to read the entire book, but there's so much in it, so many plays, so many stories, so many, so much poetry, so much drama that I, I really can't get bored. So that's something I'm going to play around too with as well. Um, I'm honestly going to say that this is just a rough draft of the books because as I was thinking about it and I started to add more to the list, I said, you know what, Fire, you playing yourself. <laughs> You know why? Because there's, you don't even know that you're going to get through it. So I feel like if I could knock a book off, especially one of the 1,000, over, you know, 1,200 to 1,400 pages of um, reading, if I could knock that one of those out first, then I'll probably just add maybe something else. But for now, this is it. If I update my summer reading list, um, I'll let you know. And also, if it changes, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to have a, a summer reading list update. I'll, I'll let you know exactly what I finished or exactly what I didn't finish. Because I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, I said I could do so I don't know. I'm pushing myself. You know, that is the goal. As a matter of fact, as I'm done with this, I might do one more podcast. But then after that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start reading because summer is here already. Uh, which means I have less than 90 days, technically by the calendar. Okay. If we have an Indian summer, that doesn't count because I have until Labor Day. I'm to do it now. If you all want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at firechapo for president at petlover.com. Also, um, IG, firechapo. You can hit the link in the under the bio, and it'll open up your email account on your device. That way, you can send me something directly if you wanted to. Send me a tweet at firechapo. Um, you know, just let me know what's in your mind, what you're thinking. Maybe if you want to share me some reading list, if you want to uh, shout somebody out, <laughs> you know, just, you know, just whatever. I'm um, very approachable. 
And also, we are available on nine platforms at the moment that it is, it is. Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Public Radio, and blogtalkradio.com forward slash fire chapo. Now, there's also a blog that I have you can um, follow if you like. That's www.firechapo.wordpress.com. But that'll be changing on July 5th to firechapo.world. Um, I had a domain that I already um, pre-bought. But because the 60 day, it, was, it wasn't 60 days, it was very new. They needed it to be at least 60 days old before I could transfer it over there. So for now, it's firechapel.wordpress.com. And on that note, I wish you all, you know, the happiest, safest, most outstanding Wednesday evening and afternoon that you can have or whatever day it is that you're listening to this podcast. Just enjoy the rest of your day. And I hope to be back with you here on Chapel's Corner soon. Later. Thank you.